Hi everyone, Ian here from the future with a quick update on the state of things. As of December 7th, 2016, Pebble has been bought by Fitbit, and Fitbit made the decision to not use the Pebble brand anymore. So there aren't any any more Pebble products going on. Uh, the Kickstarter project that we mentioned in the episode is not they're, they're not completing all of the rewards for that. Uh, I believe that the Pebble 2 units shipped, uh, but they did not finish the Pebble Time 2 and they're not going to. And furthermore, they are not going to be supporting their existing products with uh, with like software updates uh, going forward. So at this point, you really shouldn't buy a Pebble, but we're keeping this uh, this review here both for posterity's sake, but also because it is useful to look back on on things and and know what Pebble was doing right, what they could have improved on, and, and what the state of the uh, the smartwatch market was in July of 2016. So. Keep on listening for the uh, the review as it existed uh, on July 29th, 2016. Thank you. Welcome to Second Opinion, the reviews show here on the Nexus. Today, Ian Arbuck and Betsy Dadaba will be sharing their experiences with the Pebble Time and Pebble Time Round. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash SO7. So... This is the first smartwatch that I've ever owned, but you owned one before this, right? Yes, but it was the Pebble Classic. Right, yep. Um, so you're going to have a bit more perspective on like how things changed from the first generation to the second generation. Um, and then we, we can talk about the second generation primarily, and then we'll finish off with talking about what this the third generation is going to be like because they are just finishing up their Kickstarter as we record this for the Pebble Pebble 2 and Pebble Time 2, which is really their third generation of Pebble watches, which is kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, and it'll be kind of interesting as well because we both have different versions of the time. Um, though they, they have like the same internal capabilities just like in a different case essentially right um okay so first off kind of high level stuff what are these pebbles um so the pebble is is a third party smartwatch um compatible with both android and ios that kind of doesn't really play in the same ballpark park as most of the other smartwatches are um you know they're not trying to have like a touch screen and a full lcd screen and everything um, they've got traditional just four buttons on the sides of the watch for interaction, and it's got a an e-ink display. Um, and the advantage of that, of course, is that they last a lot longer on battery life. Um, so most of the other smartwatches last a day or two at most, and that's pretty generous, I think, most of the time. Um, but these ones, you know, the Pebble was... Uh, they. They claim seven days of battery life. Um, what, what was the claim for the Pebble Round? Pebble it's Time Round? Two days. Two days. Which is fairly accurate. Okay, cool. Mine was, yeah, I don't get quite seven days on mine. Um, I get about five usually. Um, the lowest that I've gotten was like two to three when I was using it a lot. And I don't know. I guess there were some like background apps that were running a lot during that time for some reason. But it's, it's yeah, 
It's a little bit inconsistent, but yeah, you're it, usually like five days. It took some tweaking on my part, too, to make sure I got a full two days worth of battery life. Mm. Yeah, its default settings do seem to take up more battery. So what what kinds of settings were you able to change to maximize that i think one of them was the display sensitivity oh so like how much shaking it takes to get the backlight on right which is also useful because if you wear it while you sleep it sometimes comes on right and you wake (laughs) yourself up and and there's this bright light on the ceiling and you're like where did that come from i really wish it understood more of that like when i shake it i don't i only sometimes want to like why doesn't Mm -hmm. it know i I've noticed that like when I'm biking around camp, my, you know, my arms are shaking a lot because that's, I'm on gravel. And so my like wrist is moving a lot and it's constantly on the backlight when I'm biking. I'll have to go and look at that setting. Yeah. Um, so the, so the original pebble was black and white, um, screen. And did you, did you have the pebble before they came out with the time? Uh, OS? I think it was... Yes, I did. So it was maybe six months before it came out. Okay. Uh, or that's how long it took for it to upgrade to the time OS on my old Pebble. So what was the, what were the big changes between the like classic OS and the time OS? Definitely the concept between trying to have an interface that was more based on time rather mm-hmm. than app. So when you press the up and down button on the old time watch it would switch between apps oh okay and this new one switches between sort of what's going on next in your life mm-hmm. and it, yeah when you go down you go future yeah. and when you go up you go into the past right yeah um and that yeah that was actually the reason that i kind of that the pebble time piqued my interest when that when they were first announcing it i was like oh that makes so much sense i want to be able to look at a timeline of things when I'm looking at my watch, because that's what watches are for. Right. Um, okay. And I, I love that they built in, you know, an API for other apps when you install them to put things into the timeline that might be important to you. Um, so, like, in in my ideal world, it would be showing me uh, events like my, my Google Reminders and um, things like, obviously, calendar events are in there. Um, that's that's the most basic, most obvious one. Um, but other things like if if I don't know if somebody's got like a birthday coming up, that would be pretty useful. Um, they talk a lot about like sports scores, but unfortunately, I'm not interested in sports, so not I don't either. see those. Yeah. Um, oh, weather weather gets put in there. That's an obvious one. Um, one of the one of the apps that I installed, uh, Battery Plus, is it it doesn't actually really help with the battery life. Um, in fact, it actually probably is detrimental because it is running in the background, but whenever I like, whenever I charge the phone, phone, whenever I charge the watch, uh, it like kind of takes what your expected battery usage is and puts a pin in the timeline for when you're going to need to charge it, which is pretty nice. Um, even though by default, the operating system says like, oh, Hey, you're probably going to need to charge it tonight. Right. This one tells me exactly when in in the wee hours of the morning it's going to run out of charge right i would have to say the powered by tonight because that's what it says when it's Mm -hmm. running low on battery since it's e-ink it gets stuck on that Mm. if once it dies so it'll say powered by tonight that's funny it's completely dead Mm -hmm. but you can't i mean you can leave that screen 
Yeah. What? Well, when it's dead, no, it just stays on then until you okay. plug it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I and just I- got excited because I found my, my pebble time today and I was like, oh, it's still on. Oh, no, it's dead. <laughs> and I, I love that it, like, um, when it gets critically low, it switches from, like, your default watch face to a generic one that just, like, has the time and then it has, like, a little picture of a, of a plug-in to tell you, like, you need to charge this thing. And it, I think it disables all the apps as well. Yeah. So it's like a super low power mode and it probably will last quite a while. Right. It pr- prioritizes okay. being a watch over other things. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I'll, I'll, I definitely need to do more exploring with the Pebble. Be, like to find the best things for it. Such as like there's probably some sort of if then then that service that will take Google reminders and things like that and, and insert them into the timeline make them accessible from my watch and vice versa like i i really want to be able to like dictate to the watch and have a reminder get added to my google reminders but currently i don't have a system for that yeah i don't either and i wish i did because i use google keep mm-hmm. and it has the ability to set time stamps oh on it. for yeah right so i wish it, I could to bring say, notes up right when... at a certain time mm-hmm. so i don't even have i don't even think i have that enabled although it would make a lot of sense yeah. for that sort of notification to come up in the watch time. And that's that's one of the disadvantages that we the kind of the sacrifices that we made knowingly when we got a pebble yeah. instead of getting Android Wear. Um but I figured when I found it for ninety bucks on sale, I was like, I could either get this that is going to do about ninety percent of the things that any smart watch would do for me, or I could get an Android smartwatch and I wouldn't settle for just any Android Wear. I would get like the one that I want, probably a Moto 360 of some sort, and then I'd be spending, you know, two or three hundred dollars yeah. on it. So yeah, that was nice. One nice thing. So I think I got my other Pebble watch for about seventy bucks. So I didn't feel as bad when a year later I bought another one. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't as much of an investment. Whereas the Moto 360, which I was looking at, or the Asus Zen watch. Mm-hmm. Either one of those I was looking at. But then, I mean, I feel like I'd have to keep it for a few years. Was this one I can upgrade mm-hmm. as they become smarter? Yeah, it's hard hard for me to say right now whether I'm going to want to upgrade this thing in a while. But, like, I at the, at the moment, I don't feel like I will. I feel like I'll be pretty satisfied with this thing. It, kind of the way that I was satisfied with my Chromebook for a really long time. You know, I got, like, a bare-bones Chromebook, and, and it still does exactly the same things as it did three years ago when I got it, and I'm still happy with that. Yeah. I think my upgrade was probably more looks-based, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to have it. It's nice to have it in color. And as a, a girl wearing a smartwatch, a lot of them are big and bulky, and that one used to catch mm-hmm. on things. So I don't mind the upgrade, because this one is more... It looks more like a watch. Yeah, and especially, like, the original Pebble had... I mean, you had the black the black bezel one but like if you got like the red plastic one it's like very yeah. obvious this thing looks like a toy <laughs> that's strapped to your wrist this is generation one yeah and and you got the round which is obviously like meant to look more like a watch and everything because right. it's round but like even the pebble time the the square one looks much more kind of subdued because it does it's not like shiny plastic it's the matte plastic yeah um and Speaking of the matte plastic, actually, like if you if you take a look around the edge of my watch, you can tell kind of where it has banged against oh, things yeah. and gotten scuffed up. And most of those scuff marks initially looked like awful. I was like, oh no, that's gonna stay there forever and it's gonna look awful forever. But they've they've the scuff marks fade over time. 
which is really nice. So they they don't they don't distract me when I'm looking at my watch. <laughs> yeah, the pebble time around so far seems pretty damage proof, except for the watch band, which mm. is really crappy leather. It's like the baloney of leather. It's mm. already coming apart, and it does not look great. So. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the um, rubbery one that came with the Pebble Time because I'm at camp and like any canvas or leather or whatever, like it would just get like any of them will get sweaty. But the rubber one, I can just like rinse it off and it's exactly the same as it was before. Yeah, this is depressingly gross looking at this point. <laughs> um, I, I have heard that the speaking of bands um, that they support like third party like special bands that can do other things like like add sensors to it um i haven't felt the need to look into that because i i mean i just feel like that's uh, spending more money yeah maybe, same here. but i i guess i'm probably not using my imagination enough i'm sure that there's something that would that would really catch my eye and then i would be like that's perfect i need that yeah i'm sure it's something that i already am complaining about the pebble watch that there's a fix out and i just haven't looked yeah um yeah, and I, I definitely I agree with you. The the color screen is a big, big plus. Like, I can't imagine getting this thing and not having a color screen. Um, especially because, like, the, the watch face that I chose, it shows, like, the weather up, up above the time. And if it was just, like, a black and white granular image of a sun, you know, it'd be much less... It would mean a lot less to me. Like, the, the sun, the yellow shiny sun is like, yay, it's sunny out. I dorkily really like to be able to change each. You can change each digit to be a different color. Oh. <laughs> so you can coordinate <laughs> your watch face with your outfit. Nice. I, yes, I dorkily like to change it every once in a while. Uh, so let's talk about... Actually, yeah, let's talk about some of the watch faces. Um, I definitely went with one that was... I mean, originally, out of the, like the three or four that come pre-installed on it, I was going to go with the really subdued like black background with just blue numbers because i was like that i mean i don't want it to like call a lot of attention to itself and and be less useful you know because there was like the really cool looking material one but it sort of covers up the numbers a little bit and it and it only shows you the minute the time in minutes you know it doesn't tell you the date it doesn't tell you anything else um whereas the watch face that i found uh which is called real weather it tells you it gives you an image of like what the weather's like outside it gives you the time it has a like a one pixel high bar across the screen that tell that tells you how much battery life is left on the watch, which is really really nice because otherwise you have to go all the way up to like the settings page to see the the battery life. Um, it tells me the date and then it tells me the temperature in degrees. Uh, so that's like it's a lot of information all just on one watch face, um, and but like it does it without looking terrible. Yeah, I definitely chose a more aesthetically pleasing one, but it tells me the battery and little colored dots Okay. along the side, and then it's got the day of the week, which is good for me. I'm a little bit of an airhead, <laughs> so I can just glance at my watch and say, oh yeah, it's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, and then the date is instead of the dots in between the numbers. Whoa. So, well, let me see nice. that thing. So, it says Tuesday the 28th. Oh, wow. In between 7 and... And then those, and then those dots uh, along the left side—that was the battery level. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's it's very elegant, I think, and it, streamlined. It looks like it takes advantage of the fact that that's a circular screen instead of a square screen, right? I think so. I had the same watch face on my other watch. It's called Taller, and it 
the letter numerals are just taller, but it looks nice mm. on the round one as well. Okay. Do, have you noticed in the like app store that whether they tell you whether they're for the round screen mm, or I for a square screen? I think I really noticed that. I just liked it. And then I, it just has more features on the time round than it did. Oh, okay. So you can still put it on the old Pebble. It just doesn't do as much because it's not in color. Or okay, okay. It doesn't have the battery on the old Pebble. So they just updated it. Cool. That's interesting. I mean, huh. It had the it has the battery on the new one, but not the old one. So is there like just not an API on the old one for them to I'm get not the sure, pebble? or because it was square and smaller? Maybe, maybe. They just kind yeah. of wanted it to be just. Oh, simple. is there a resolution difference between the two screens? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Let's talk about um, what like the primary function of a smartwatch is, which is notifications. Um, and that's you know when I when I got the pebble time that was exactly what i knew it was going to be for was showing me my notifications on my wrist um so i'm i'm really digging it because it's just like having push bullet on my wrist which and and push bullet is exactly what i'm used to interacting with right um i don't know how like obviously on android it's very very useful because you can perform any of the actions that the notification has as buttons in it I don't know if those if it would be less useful on iOS because I'm not familiar with iOS, so I don't know. Like, could you reply to an email? I'm not sure. On never, iOS, I don't know anyone with a Pebble and iOS. Yeah. I only know more people with Pebbles and Androids. I was. Let's face it; those are two nerdier. That's true. That's true. I was totally considering trying it out, like pairing it up with my school iPad just to try it out on iOS. But I was like, nah, that's that's doing too much. Sorry, listeners. Um, I I love that for most of the major apps, they have like the apps icon that like appears and kind of bounces and has a little animation. Um, and and like it's really cool because it's it, they they handcrafted each of those like individually. But of course, the disadvantage is that if you have an app that is less well known, like I use Phoenix for Twitter. Um, so it doesn't have an icon for Phoenix. So it just has like a little bell icon that shows up for, for those ones. Um, but you know, I, I appreciate the, the, the handcrafted like specialization that they did for, for most of the major apps. Yeah. I, I love it for notifications. I've gotten really used to be able to, instead of having to take out my phone, just glance at it to see if it's something I need to take care of right away. And plus I can leave my phone charged in, in the other room and Mm -hmm. still kind of get notifications and it's not. It's not a big deal. Third-party applications, I'd say your mileage may vary on those as to whether how well they'll work. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't think it's a curated app store, really. No, and I and I think like no matter what app it's from, it it will at least show the notification on the watch. Yeah, that's true. Whether you can perform extra actions on it is kind of a toss-up. Yeah, because I I have a Hue the Philips Hue lights. Mm-hmm. And there's about three apps on there, third-party apps that are supposed to help you control your lights from your watch. And I think only one of them really worked in paired. <laughs> so it's one of those things you kind of do have to like, if you want to use it beyond notifications and mm-hmm. telling time, then you may have to be willing to mess around with things. And yeah. Try, just try things out. Or, or yeah, admit that you're going. You might have to give up a few uh, cool yeah. things on your watch. Yeah, like the Roku remote no longer works. Oh. Another thing I lose frequently: my Roku remote and on my old Pebble, it had an app, so I could 
He's my watch as a Roku remote, but I, I can on the new Pebble Round. I do love how well it works for, because um, I, ha- I have uh, a Nexus player plugged into our TV, and I have uh, a Chromecast audio uh, plugged into some speakers in our kitchen. And so if I'm just like playing something, like a podcast on my phone through the speakers in the kitchen, I love like how well it works as a remote that goes through the phone to the speakers. You know, it's like yeah. it's three <laughs> three steps removed. Um, so earlier today, like I was washing dishes in the kitchen, listening to the stuff on the speakers in that room, but my phone was in the other room in the living room charging and I was controlling the volume and, and, you know, skipping and stuff from my wrist. And I'm like, it's it's the future. Yeah. I love it. I know. That's one thing I really love about technology. That's kind of letting your old stuff skip a generation. So, and like Chromecast audio, you can use an old speaker set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Philips Hue light bulbs, I just have those plugged into my old lamps. It's mm-hmm. just kind of cool right now, and then I can control all that from my watch. So I feel like it's coming together. And it's it's nice when everybody like has all of those ways to tie into other systems. So they you know they can all create stuff that then is a you know either a remote or a you know receiver for multiple different things, such as fitness tracking. Segway. <laughs> so we, you probably shouldn't do fitness tracking on a Segway because you're not actually being fit. That's Segway, true. You know, but um, yeah, so the, the Pebble, um, I, I wasn't expecting sleep tracking when I got it. Yeah. I was like, obviously, steps. It can be a pedometer. Easy peasy. But I was surprised when it was like, hey, do you is getting more sleep a goal of yours? And I'm like, sure. Always. That yeah. Sleep is my favorite activity. Like, that's my favorite state of being is sleeping. Um, unfortunately, I hate wearing the thing to bed. So I don't get sleep sleep tracking. Have you tried just putting it on your mattress? Would that work? I think so, because you roll over and... I guess. Because that's how the phones work. Ph- phones you... Wait, phones can do sleep tracking? <laughs> yeah, there are, there are apps for that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, usually... There's the app I use for my alarm clock sleep as Android. It has this thing with sleep tracking. Before I got the watch, uh-huh. you just put it on your mattress, and it, it was pretty accurate. Huh. Like, we could tell. I used to live with someone who went to bed a lot earlier and woke up a lot earlier, and I could tell when she got up. Even though I wasn't really awake, the app would be like, oh, you were moving around a lot. Oh. And then I'd be like, hey, were you getting up, like, at 5 a.m.? She's like, yeah. So they work. So, Yeah. But then, yeah, interference, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry, long story. Um, anyway, I do, and and I guess the advantage of those actually is that if you set your alarm on the Pebble instead of setting alarm through your phone, uh, is that it can strategically give you the alarm when you're in light sleep instead of in heavy sleep. Yeah. Um, within obviously within a given time frame, so that you don't just absolutely sleep oversleep. Right. <laughs> um, and I love that, like the. All of the data that it collects, it just forwards on to whatever fitness tracking app you use in the rest of your life. Um, so obviously, being the Google fanboy that I am, I use Google Fit. Um, and and normally, like Google Fit doesn't it you know it doesn't consider sleep tracking. It, 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 that's not a thing that it does at its core. But like it gets the sleep data from the Pebble and puts that into the day, yeah. um, which is kind of cool. I never noticed that the Google Fit thing just never really worked that well with the pebble for me for some reason but i didn't really make a huge effort with Hmm. it 
Yeah, and I wouldn't have been broken up if if it hadn't worked for me because like my phone works just fine as a fitness tracker. Um, actually, even slightly better, I think, because I do a lot of biking and it's really hard for a device on my wrist to detect when I'm biking. Whereas with my phone, you know, it moves up and down with my leg as I'm biking and it also has the GPS to detect how fast I'm going. Yeah. So it can tell. Fitness tracker, I think, is a little oversensitive because I've noticed a lot of times with my car, it says you've met your goal. I was like, "Wow, I'm just sitting here, <laughs> yay me!" No, so I think it's. A, I my guess is a little sensitive, but I've never worn it with a Fitbit or anything mm-hmm. like that to compare. Mm. Maybe I should steal one of my coworkers' Fitbits just to see, because like uh, every day I've been comparing with uh, our health officer at, at camp, and he always has like twice as many steps as me, and I'm like, "Oh well, I am admin staff, but I should. I feel like I should have." Yeah, well, Fitbits, I think, are notorious for over-tracking as mm. well, so who knows? How, what's the standard for it? I don't really know. No idea. It's Obviously, it is the uh, Poke uh, tracker thingy. Oh. <laughs> From whichever, what was that, like, ruby and sapphire oh, yeah. generation that you, <laughs> where you could transfer Pokemon over to yeah. your pedometer and, and level it up? <laughs> I think I just don't care. This is one thing I got the pebble. I mean, I wanted to track my steps, but I just don't care enough to spend mm-hmm. the equal amount of price on something that's dumber than what i got and looks nice so i'm yes. still glad i went with the pebble even if it's not as good at right. tracking my steps yeah because yeah, that's i mean it does so much more than that you know yeah. that's just a one bullet point in the list of of features um one thing that the that the fitness tracking does have is like the little encouraging messages that it gives you every once in a while so like uh, it, it'll tell me, hey, are you are you enjoying the great outdoors? You went walking for 23 minutes today. You're a champ. And I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks Pebble. <laughs> and it, You're and my favorite. It, it, like, it fits so well into the, the rest of, like, the bouncy, whimsical yeah. animations that they have. Even, like, we talked about the notifications where they have the icon that bounces and everything. But, like, even when you're just going between screens, it kind of has that, like, kind of cross, like, the whole edges of the screen kind of cross over each other and like, um, you know, everything, everything. It's bright. Yeah. It's bright. It's in motion. It's nice. Yeah. I agree. It's, I think it's fun without being childish. childish. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did a pretty good job on towing that line. Um, as for third-party apps for the watch itself, because so far all the apps that we're talking about are apps on the phone that, you know, then you just like receive notifications or things for it um, or or get, you know, like calendar events in your timeline. Um, but obviously there are apps for the watch itself. Um, and there's there's several different types. Um, there are watch faces, background apps, timeline apps. Um, and then there are some apps that require like a companion app on the phone. Yeah. Um, and those, you know, those aren't like four separate categories necessarily. There could be some that that do hit two of those or three of those uh, categories or whatever. Um, And they, like, I've found so far that the ones that I like the most are the ones that have, like, a companion app on the phone. I would agree with that. They seem a lot more stable and and useful. And, yeah, because there's... It's very hard to be able to do a lot of useful stuff without involving the phone. Right. Because the phone is, is the center of my life. Um, so, for example, my favorite one is NavMe, which, like, just detects when it, like, it, it's kind of the perfect example of what a watch app should be. I shouldn't have to go to the watch app to 
activated or and or perform some action or whatever it just appears when it's relevant so when i'm on my phone and i start navigating on google maps navme opens up on the watch and then it just starts showing me uh what the next turn is going to be and how far away that is um and i think it also tells me what my eta is for my for the final destination um on that trip so it's and and you know then once you close out of the navigation on the phone navme disappears and you don't have to think about it again until the next time that you're navigating um and it's like it's really nice when you're in a car because then i don't have to have the screen on on my phone and even then like even if i do have the screen on my phone the phone is all the way down there like below the dashboard in the cup holder right right um whereas my wrist is already like in my field of vision because it's up there on the wheel i don't do it one-handed you know i do it exactly the way that the uh, instructors taught me right everybody does that yeah uh yeah Um, but then it's also like it's it's even more important when i'm on a bike because obviously i don't have the phone screen anywhere in my field of vision um whereas my wrist is i mean it's always there yeah i tried out the because according to the interwebs i was supposed to you're supposed to be able to use the navigation with google maps and Mm -hmm. push those but i couldn't get that to work so i think oh just like out of the box without navme yeah you're supposed to be able to change the notification setting to have push oh notifications from google maps that are turn by turn okay since it comes up in the notification bar um but it did not work i only tried it once and i would definitely agree that it would have been useful because i was trying to bike here and i have never been here before so (laughs) i was pulling out my phone trying not to hit any cars yeah before before i had this watch i just kind of would plug in one earbud and then have the back the phone in my backpack and then like listen for the turn by turns and usually did a a good job of telling me within a reasonable amount of time when i was going to have to turn but not always you know i have my nav muted so i guess i could have turned it back on Mm. speaking of muted um i i've been both blessed and cursed by the fact that the do not disturb mode on the phone is completely independent of the quiet time on the watch so like um it's really nice in like when I'm at school, for example, because I don't want my phone to just like suddenly make noise when I'm up there talking to the class. But it's perfectly okay if my watch buzzes a little bit and, and vibrates my wrist because nobody else can feel that. Yeah. I'm the only one. Um, whereas occasionally if I like lay down for a half hour nap, I'll remember to put my phone into do not disturb mode. But then there were a couple of times where I forgot to put the watch into quiet time and so i got a buzzing on my wrist while i'm trying to sleep and i'm like yeah gotta start over and i do wish do not disturb would also make the light not turn on when you shake it Mm. i feel like that would make sense so it would not wake me up when i turned over in my sleep and then it's just glowing in your face is there is there like a way through the settings to i've never really explored Mm. it because i i think i should look because there are ways to set shortcuts on the watch, right? Where you like hold down if you hold down the uh, like the the center button or the up or down button for a couple of seconds from any screen, then it'll do a consistent thing. You might be able to set like change the backlight settings or something with a with a shortcut. I don't know. Yeah, but not during quiet it's... time. So that would be kind of annoying to have to change it. Oh yeah. Because, I mean, like, yeah, the, the hold, holding down the back button for a few seconds is the default for turning quiet time on and off, right? Right. But it doesn't turn change the display. Right, yeah. 
that's that's kind of a common theme here is maybe this thing is possible that we're talking about, <laughs> but we haven't explored it yet, yeah. you know, because uh, it's it's definitely a device for tinkerers, you know, for yeah. people for people who are willing to take a look and see if a thing is possible. Right. Um, and then the next level up is, oh, yeah, people who are tinkerers who also want to make apps for the watch. Um, yes. And I think the the ecosystem is surprisingly robust. I wasn't expecting to see so many useful third-party apps available, um, especially given that like Pebble doesn't have a built-in way to have paid apps. Right. You know, and I was kind of puzzling over why that is, um, and I think it's just because then they would have to get of a thirty percent cut to Google and or Apple, depending on which device you're on. Um, complicated. Yeah. Whereas since it's only a third party like they're like all of the people who make apps for pebble who want to get paid they all use the same system but it's a it's completely independent of pebble the company um i forget what it's called um but like you know it just sends you off to a web page to pay for it uh so they don't have to you know pay a cut to google or apple sneaky yeah very um speaking of Nope, I don't remember what that segue was going to be. Let's just talk about the next generation. Okay. <laughs> so they have a Kickstarter going right now. Um, it will most certainly be over before the listener hears this episode because it's on its last day as we're recording. Um, 27 hours to go, to be precise. I love, I love the weird timing of all of our, all of our recordings of Second Opinion so far uh, because we always seems to do it like when things are ending. For example, we've got a Windows 10 review coming up sometime soon, and the free period of Windows 10 is ending at the end of next month. That is so. excellent timing. Yep. Um, so so the, the Kickstarter is for the... Let's see. They've got several different watches in here, uh, and it's going to get a little confusing. So they've got the Pebble 2 and the Pebble Time 2, and they're both... They both have roughly the same capabilities, I believe, except that... The Pebble 2 is black and white, and the Pebble Time 2 is colored. Right. So, so the Pebble 2 is an upgrade of the Pebble Classic, and it looks mm-hmm. pretty similar. Yeah. It's similarly bulky to me. Did they? Do you think they just had like a bunch of extra plastic cases lying around no. that they needed to fill and it's sell? Possible. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. They and then the the new thing that's different is uh, they they're introducing the Pebble Core. Which is like kind of a just a, a plastic box that doesn't have any any interface and no screen, um, and it's it's kind of just like a, a Bluetooth box with a headphone jack that you can do whatever with. Um, so they, you know, I I think they've I think they're open sourcing both like the software and the hardware of it so that people can just kind of take it apart and I guess I guess they're trying to capture kind of the same mindset as like the raspberry pi yeah but in like a portable form factor yeah they've kind of branded it two ways the pebble core for runners so if you (gasps) oh yeah want to do your watch that's basically what they think it's for but then the pebble core for hackers is more kind of see what we want to see what you are going to do with this that's Mm -hmm. kind of my take on on that right um and the yeah right because the pebble core for runners specifically has like a gps in inside it it can store so much music uh and then 
the idea is that you clip that to your clothes and then and and you use your pebble watch which you in theory already have uh to control whatever it is that the pebble core is doing right um doesn't that means you don't have to bring your phone along but you're still getting text messages and other things mm -hmm. and yeah i'm not i'm not super convinced by it me either because like if if i want all of that functionality i would definitely just want a watch that has all of that functionality instead of an extra piece of plastic that i have to clip to myself i think hackers will have fun with it because you probably can since it's so open source sure mm -hmm. i have a button that i can program to do whatever i want but yeah, I don't really see it as being as useful in the running aspect. And as for the 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 watches that they are kickstarting here, uh, let's see, the Pebble Two will be retailing for one hundred twenty nine dollars. The Pebble Time Two will be two hundred dollars. And oh, that's both of them. Um, so and the core is sixty nine. Right. Yep. Um, was it, was it, is it 69 if you kickstart it or yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. So it'll be retailing for a hundred dollars. The core will. Yep. Um, and those are all coming, I think in late 2017. Um, so like ignoring the fact that you can pre-order them on Kickstarter, you know, uh, because it, I think pre-ordering them with that much time in between is kind of dumb because you don't know what is going to be out by the time they come out, you know? Right. Um, like but, right now, they've seemed to have married it to Amazon Alexa. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'd be curious in the end of 2017, when there are Google's planning on putting its own contender for Amazon Alexa. Right, yeah, the Google Home. Right, as well as Microsoft. So we'll see. I'm wondering whether or not they would maybe open that up a little so it's not so married to one device. And the other, the other interesting thing about the Alexa tie-in is that that actually wasn't there at the beginning of the Kickstarter. They announced that, like... Several days after the Kickstarter started, huh. which was weird. Um, so what are they, let's see, what are they adding for the Pebble 2 and the Pebble Time 2 that the current generation don't have? From what I can tell, it's pretty much just a heart rate monitor. That's like the major new... Yeah, uh, for the watch. Yeah, that's the major new feature. Um, neither of them have like... Well, I guess, I guess that Pebble Time 2 has 10 days of battery life that yeah. they claim, which is... Yeah, that's a few more days than than what the Pebble Time has. All these names are getting confusing in my mind yeah. already. Um, but like other than that, you know, they they still have the roughly the same display. They have, um, you know, the, we already have a microphone on the Pebble Time. Um, they're they're all water resistant up to thirty meters. Um, you know, I I don't think this one won't talk to you or anything they haven't added that right yeah no it doesn't have it doesn't have a proper speaker um mm. oh no wait these aren't these aren't in 2017 these are shipping this fall oh okay so that's not so bad no okay cool um but yeah e even so i don't i don't think that i would buy these over the pebble time especially given that the pebble times prices have like dropped so much yeah i would definitely just unless you're well Unless you're really married to having your heart rate somewhat sketchily tracked. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of studies about heart rate monitors and how useful they actually are. So, I don't know. To me, it's not a big are, bonus. Are the are the studies saying that they are useful or are not? Uh, not maybe as accurate because people have worn actual medical mm. heart rate monitors and then tracked it along with, say, the Fitbit. 
right. one, and it's been... It's not something you take to your doctor and be like, look, I'm having heart trouble frequently. Yeah. Like, well, it's not going to tell you if yeah. you're in VTAC or anything. Right. It's not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I think that we've honestly found kind of the sweet spot of, of the pebbles yeah. for the next few years is the, the pebble time series is, uh, is probably the best place to, to slot yourself in. I think it's definitely a really good watch to get if you just want to know if you are interested in a smartwatch. Mm, that's true. It's a good stepping stone kind of watch. <laughs> it's the, the gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, I may upgraded to another Pebble, so for me it was fine. But mm-hmm. for people who maybe are considering investing in a more expensive Android watch, just kind of knowing, do I like getting notifications on my wrist? Mm-hmm. I've definitely, yeah. Um, part of the reason that I, that I got it was that the timing of the, the sale that I saw was oh i'm going to camp soon i'm supposed to have a watch or a timekeeping device that isn't my phone when i'm at camp and i want a smart watch but i don't want one that i'm going to be broken up about if i scuff it up and make it look ugly this is perfect uh and so far it has been pretty perfect i don't regret purchasing either one I do regret that the the comment that I get most often when I'm fiddling with my smartwatch is, is that the Apple Watch? Uh-huh. I get it too, even though it's, it's it round. doesn't look at anything like the Apple Watch. That's so funny. Sure, no. I used to get that about the old Pebble, which was far uglier than the <laughs> Apple Watch. Oh, man. Um, I do have to say before we go, uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned at all is gaming on a watch. Oh, no. and. Yeah, I know. I had I had the same initial reaction to the uh to the subject and then I was reading um like an extended article piece on Polygon about like the history of gaming on watches and the present and like what the future is going to look like and I was like and they kept talking about Pixel Miner on the Pebble and I'm like, "Okay, so that's like the most popular game on the Pebble. I guess I should try it out at least once just to say, you know, that I've tried it." I was not impressed by it. Really? Yeah. No. I haven't tried any because it just seemed like, why would I want to sit there? Mm -hmm. And basically you have to take up two hands to play a game on a tiny screen. Yeah. When I could just use my phone, which is far better resolution and much more interesting games. It would have to be something that like, similar to Navme, it, it only appears when it's relevant, right? You know, it's not something that I go and seek out the game. The game comes to me. Comes to you. Yeah, and I've and there there are a couple of things, a couple of experiences that have been made uh, on smartwatches, such as um, I think there's there's like a the Martian tie-in game where it it like brings like f- fake notifications to you every once in a while of like um, the the astronaut asking for your advice on like this this new problem that he's encountered. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure game. Um, that, you know, the choices appear periodically kind of thing. Um, or maybe something like Space Team. Oh my god! If they made something like Space Team for a group of <gasps> nerds with their watches. Oh my I gosh. mean, I feel like that might be doable. That would be crazy. Yeah. Um, of course, with Space Team, that's the, uh, that's the game that caused me to crack the screen on my tablet oh, this well. last semester. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> Although, actually, speaking of damaging your products due to a game... Pixel Miner actually uh, made one of my buttons kind of a little bit mushy now. Oh, well, I guess who's not going to try that anymore? Yeah, no. Because, um, like, the one of the mechanics, other than, other than, like, buying upgrades every once in a while when you have enough money for it, um, 
if you go to the game and you start clicking a button, it'll he'll mine twice as fast as he was before. Uh, and then if you stop clicking within like a second, he goes back down to his base speed. And it's like, okay, you gotta constantly click. And so I was using the down button for clicking that all the time. And it is, oh man, it is noticeably less clicky now than my other buttons, which has me a little bit concerned. Yeah, if you can interact with the watch, I think with other people, it would be more fun. Like, mm -hmm. WarioWare, that what it was called. That game was like 20 second games where you had to like shake the Wiimote to do certain silly actions. Okay. Stuff like that where it would be more creative. I feel like games like that would be the only, mm -hmm. only things that would work on a watch. And I think the Pebble doesn't really have enough connectivity possibilities for that to really be... I mean, it would have to be like... It would have to have a companion app on yeah. the phone for it to really work. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's possible. You can tell your, your students to try to work Oh, yeah, there we go. Their, their experience with Game Maker will definitely help in this field. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty positive on, on the Pebble time. Um, I think it was a good purchase. I'm going to be happy with it for quite a few years. I hope I will be as well, although I do like the Pebble, so... Maybe the Pebble 4 will convince me to switch. Yeah, the, the Pebble 4, that'll actually be called the Pebble 3 because the third Pebble is called the Pebble 2. Oh, dang. <laughs> That's that's one thing that's never ever good is the naming scheme. Yeah, people it's, like to give up somewhere around seven too, or like huh. Android with Nexuses, which switch from referring to one, two, and three, and then they start referring to screen screen size. Mm -hmm. It's confusing. And so now they're using letters to denote different yeah. Nexus fives. So just stick and with it, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, listener, if you have any feedback for us on this episode, go ahead and click that contact button. It's uh, right below our faces on the show notes page, which, once again, is thenexus.tv slash SO7. Uh, and also, if you have any topics, any things that you want us to review, or if you have experience with something that you want to review for us, uh, drop us a line at that contact button again. Um, I'm Ian Arbuck. You can find me on Twitter as Ian Arbuck. Um, and if you're interested in other things that I make, go and check out ianarbuck.com. That's where I have links to everything. How about you, Betsy? Where can people find you on the internet? There we go. Yeah. Or Twitter, but I don't <laughs> That's actually, that's a pretty legit use for, for Twitter. Shaming companies publicly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>